I'm Master Ken, creator of an 11th degree black belt in the most dangerous martial art in the world, Ameridote. And you're listening to one of my newest Ameridote students, Justin Ray Harvey on the J. Ray Radio Show. But I do have one disclaimer. Don't believe any of his guests when they're talking about other martial arts, because if it's not Ameridote, it's bullshit. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Justin Ray Harvey Show. I am your host, Justin Ray Harvey, and on today's show, we have martial arts singing master Todd Summers, who is also a member of the Black Dragon Society. We will have Mr. Summers discuss a little bit about that and some random topics for us today and what he is doing and uh, what his expectations are for 2014. So, Mr. Summers, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's it's great to have you back on. I actually, to get the audience uh, built up for this show, I uh, previously... Yesterday released our show from, I believe it's from last year. So I think it was uh, 2012, something like that. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. So and and, and you know and um, I know that uh, people people love the show and as you know um, my my show has had some major good changes. I've um I've moved my shows to uh to YouTube so that I could, you know, have a longer longer show and I've had in, in my mind, Master Summers, I've had in, and I'm including you in this category, but I've had phenomenal guests. So to, uh, compared to when I started, I think that my show is doing excellent compared to when I first started doing this thing. So. Yeah, uh, I've I've been on your YouTube channel and uh, it's it's growing and that's you know that's what you want you know uh, if you're not growing you're not going to really go anywhere but it's it's coming along really well I'm happy to see what you're doing with it. Oh, oh, absolutely, Master Summers. And before we get into the whole. Before we get into the whole martial arts bit, which you know that I love and a big part of, um, I discovered something about you yesterday that, you know, I thought it'd be fun just to talk about um, because, you know, as I get to know you more and more, I just, I love who who you are. I recently learned that you're you're a huge wrestling fan, just like myself. Oh, yeah. So. Ever since I was a kid. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it, it, it's funny as long as I've known you, and I never knew that until, like, yesterday. That's what's funny yeah. about it. Yeah, I've a lot of different things. You know, I love football and um, things like that, and wrestling. I've watched that since, uh, oh, geez, as long as I can remember, my brother's watched it. So mm-hmm. I've been on that for a while and stuff. So if you just... Just can't take the kid out of me sometimes. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I, I always thought it would be great to see, like, Frank Dukes come on Monday Night Raw and kick Vince McMahon right in the face. 
that'd be something to say. But yeah, a lot of uh, you know martial artists and MMA guys came out of the went to wrestling during the mid nineties. Uh, Dan Severn, uh, Ken Shamrock, uh, Tank mm-hmm. Abbott, mm-hmm. Lot yep. got there, which I, I find kind of funny now. The last you know seven or eight years, the uh, pro wrestling people have gone to MMA. <laughs> <laughs> so Brock went there, uh, Batista went there, and uh, I, I, I just think it's funny and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but but what really kills me though is I can't stand these wrestlers that think that you know they get the big head because they've been in wrestling for so long, and then they go to MMA and then they get their asses handed to them. You know, what I mean, it's just yeah. That's what gets me. <laughs> That's generally the, what happens because, you know, you know, uh, Jim Thomas, uh, Grandmaster Jim Thomas, he's friends with Frank also. Um, he, he, you know, he, he was friends with uh, Buff Bagwell and a, a lot of these wrestlers and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, the, the, you know, the outcome is set up and everything else is how it's set up. But, yeah, you know, it's, you know, I, I've met, uh, Buff Bagwell years ago and a couple other people and they're like, yeah, you know, we're, you know, getting tagged here and there lately and kind of hard, but they're like, you know, when you come off a 12-foot ladder or a 20-foot cage, kind of hard to fake gravity. (laughs) Exactly. I don't care how you know the fall, you're going to get, you're going to hurt. Exactly. And uh, believe it or not, uh, a good example is the death of Owen Hart. I mean, that was very, very tragic. And I'm actually friends with his um, brother, um, Bruce Hart. I've had, I've had Bruce on, on the show. Um, oh, I have mm-hmm. Yep, I've had, I've had Bruce, and uh, I, I will be having Bruce return um, sometime, sometime, you know, this year, you know, oh. on the show. So, okay. so yeah. So. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, there's, you know, a difference between all these sports, you know, with, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, everyone kind of looks at martial arts mm-hmm. like it a um, a kid thing. And, you know, uh, cage fighters in the last several years have realized traditional martial arts kind of where it's at. And a lot of them are going to different dojos and dojangs to get training mm-hmm. for uh, kicking and everything else and stuff. And uh, it's like Grandmaster Vic Moore, who uh, I'm connected with now, I'm part of his uh, traditional world karate association. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, you know, with <clears throat> well, a lot of cage fighters have realized, like the ones that I've trained, it's mm-hmm. been, you know, you get them on the mat and you're doing this, you're doing this, and then the cage fighter goes, well, that's illegal, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm well, here's the difference. You know, cage fighting, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. We're talking more arts, and Vic Moore, you know, put it the best. <clears throat> you know, a martial artist, how we're trained, we're not trained for sport. It's trained to destroy and survival. Mm-hmm. 
an opponent. It's not it's not for points. It's not for uh, round by round. It's if you're on the street and someone jumps you, it's on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would have to do to survive. Yeah. And stuff. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that. And um, even, you know, this year, like, you've been having <clears throat> such a good year coming up with your radio show. It's the same thing here. It's like, since 2014's rolled over, I've I've been booked for seminars all over the country. And, you know, enrollment has gone up. Everything has gone up. And mm-hmm. you have people coming from around Salem where the uh, kids are like blue belts and purple. It's, you know, a middle ranking yeah. or a high yeah. ranking in some areas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you go in. <laughs> excuse me, I got a bad cough here. That's okay. They uh, they come in, and you ask them to do a block or a high block or an outside block, and they have no clue what you're talking about because the school they came from, it's basically a belt factory. It's yeah. you know, pay money, and I'll teach your kid how to do kicks, but it won't actually explain what it is or what it's for and how it's supposed to be used. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that Dr. Uh, Moore, that traditional karate association, is trying to stop. You know, there's too many schools out there like that. You know, you know, Vic, uh, he's he's gonna be a guest on your show. Am I right? Actually, actually, yes. And um, you know, when I spoke to Grandmaster uh, Vic Moore, I was only, you know, expecting like just a few minutes phone call, like like five minutes or fifteen minutes. He talked to me for a good hour. Yes. So. The the man is man is passionate about this. This has been set up since 1975, and uh, him and uh, several others like Grandmaster Thomas and this and this mm-hmm. believe in the traditions. You know, uh, you know, you should know these basic blocks and these stances and everything else that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. You know, law schools need to get on board with this and uh, keep. Keeping tradition alive, because everyone from, you know, traditionalists, you know, uh, Robert Treas, who brought karate to America, I believe it was in 1947. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it, yeah. The, it's tradition, and these people that are traditionalists, you know, you can't look at someone like Vic, who was a four-time world champion, and he, he beat Chuck Norris, he beat uh, Mike Stone, he beat all these people. And you can't look at someone who's traditional like that and kind of look at them and say, oh, well, they don't know what they're doing. And and and, and not to mention, he trained, I've been doing some research here and there, I need to do more, but he also trained a chimpanzee martial arts. Yeah. There was actually him holding a board and him, the, the chimpanzee breaking it. So, and that's not an easy task to do by any means. Oh no, it's not you know, and uh, <clears throat> just um, all these martial art icons, you know, everyone needs to look to the roots where this stuff come came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, my black belt, and he's one of our grandmasters. Is uh, Bill Superfoot Wallace? You know, yeah. we're a, yeah. we're a Superfoot school, and mm-hmm. Bill's in his mid-60s, and 
for me, it's scary when he comes to my school to watch him kick the way he does because he'll, he'll be with some young guy who's 25 years old and and Bill will just kick the snot out of him. Yeah. don't know which what's coming or how, which direction or anything. And it's pretty funny. You know, everyone needs to look back and go back to the roots. If you're a martial artist, you know, you need to go back to the root to uh, see how it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and how it is. You know, it's like here recently, um, our school... You know, I was t- I've been talking to a uh, grandmaster in Korea named uh, Sungbuk Bay. Uh-huh. He, uh, there was a show called Fight Quest on the Travel Channel. I don't know if you ever saw that. Oh, uh, I that. I saw the um, I've seen several episodes, and I've seen where these two guys actually competed in a in a kumite. So yeah, yep. I I I I love the show actually. Believe yeah, well they. Peter episode, and uh, the two men in there was Master Kim and Soon Book Bay. And uh, even he was saying, you know, everything needs to, you know, stay the way it is. Because for some reason, through the years, schools have taken what has been around for thousands and thousands of years and go, well, that's not good enough for us. We're going to change it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we know better. Yeah. That work. It's like changing a recipe if you're going to cook something and then you burn it. <laughs> exactly. Or you put you put uh, you put too many things together and it turns out to be the wrong thing. Right. Know? That 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 that's the problem. You know, everything has been about flash nowadays and. Um, self you know, being satisfied, you know, um, it's been too much about the, the ranking, uh, well, I have this belt and I'm this belt and, you know, there was a uh, <clears throat> good example is there was a, a guy that called, uh, oh, I believe, I believe it was Grandmaster Thomas who was asking about mm-hmm. rank and stuff. And generally, people who are, are a fifth in or above Generally, even just a fifth in a master status, uh-huh. they're generally in their mid thirties by the time wow. they get that. You know, it takes you know about fifteen twenty years to get just to that part. And here's a kid that is uh, twenty seven years old, and he's a ninth degree black belt, and he's an eighth degree black belt in kung fu, and uh, he's a seventh degree in jeet kune do. It's just you're just like, really. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and also uh, just just a little bit of news and rumors, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to get uh, Master Summers um, take on this. But if you if you skip up with my post, Master Summers, um, it, it is time to reveal that there is a rumor that the great Master Ken is coming to my radio show. So we'll have to see what happens with that. So. Yeah, that that <laughs> that should be that should be interesting. They had a, um, I think it's on the Air the Dojo's uh, YouTube link. There's a uh, roast that they did at the uh, USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it's actually it's it's hilarious. And I was actually supposed to have been there 
I was actually invited to that. I was just not able to, you know, make it. But yeah, but I, I he... wish I could have seen that because I watched the video and I laughed my butt off. And then I heard this rumor that he wants to come to the Justin Ray Harvey show, and I'm like, oh wow, I wonder, I wonder what it could be. So we shall see. He'll see. Well, he's supposed to be uh, in Indianapolis. I'm being inducted. It'll be the seventh time for the uh, USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame for me. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten word he's going to be there. I was like, oh, cool. And uh, then I heard that um, I might be one of the people that's going to get roasted like Frank Dukes and Bill Wallace did. I'm just like, I'm not too cool about that. <laughs> But I, I, I tell you, out of all those people, I felt I felt most bad for Grandmaster Cynthia Rocks Rock. Oh my oh. gosh! <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, people would have to what, go go on YouTube and, and watch and watch this video, ladies and gentlemen, because you know I just I've never I've never met her personally, and I hear that she has agreed to do my show at some point, but I felt bad for the lady from the comment. I know it was funny, but I still felt I still felt yeah. very bad for her. So. Well, I think once you get to that level, you know, you got to kind of take everything with a grain of salt because, you know, I, I talked to uh, Grandmaster Thomas about who was friends with Frank Dukes, and uh, I was like, uh-oh, because he, he was kind of ripping on Frank a little bit, and... And Bill and I was like, I said, were they mad? He's like, oh no. He said they thought it was funny. You know, it's all in good heart and good fun and stuff. So I was like, okay. I was like, oh, someone's gonna be pissed. <laughs> That's what I thought too. But then, but then I realized, you know, I I realized with how intelligent they are that you know they would know that he's joking and not and not attacking. You know, it was a time to cut loose and a time to you know have fun. So yeah, but. Um, yeah, just, you know, it's all in good fun and stuff and everything. And uh, the Hall of Fame is generally a pretty uh, good time and stuff and uh, everything. And I I got to do another seminar up there this year up in Indianapolis on the, in April. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at this point, I'm just praying I don't have an early morning slot like I've had the last several years. <laughs> And now, have you ever been to any part of uh, West Virginia, Master Summers? Or? Uh, I've been in West Virginia several times when my band toured. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, as far as, you know, doing a seminar or anything like that, it was... I pretty much stayed in the venue or the theater around West Virginia where we were staying at, and that was pretty much my view of West Virginia was the inside of a stadium. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, no. if, you, if you ever come back down, please give me a call and say, come on Yeah, yeah. I might, might make an extra trip down there just to meet you and stuff so we can go hang out and everything. So, oh, that, that would be great. And what was amazing is um, uh, Grandmaster Vic Moore said, you never know. He says, I might just come visit you too. So, like, yeah. that would be great, you know. So. Yeah, Vic yeah, Moore has got a... Uh, Great sense of humor because with <clears throat> me, I knew who he was. And last year at the Hall of Fame is when I met him. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a cane seminar and there were about 40, 50 people in the room and about another 30 or 40 sitting down watching it. 
and uh, didn't think anything of it. And then uh, that night at the Hall of Fame banquet, I had this guy <coughs> stand up. Mm-hmm. And he said, "He says, young man, I want to, I want to talk to you." And I'm like, okay. And he said, my name is Victor Moore. My jaw about dropped. And then he's like, well, he's, I was at your seminar. Then my heart sank. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> wow. He's, I'm the most terrible thing he's ever seen. But no, he's like, he says, you know what you're talking about. And he said, most young people that are in martial arts, they really don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And oh, this and this. So, you know, having a compliment from someone like him, it you know, is beyond flattering. It, it's fantastic. And, you know, his sense of humor, what was funny was uh, I had done a cane seminar, and you can ask her when uh, you talk to him on the show, he uh, he has one of my canes. He kept it. Did he really? <laughs> oh, yeah, he kept it. I need this to help me walk around and smack some people to get in my way. He still has that cane, but uh, his sense of humor is hilarious, though, because I was talking to... Uh, Grandmaster Thomas at this tournament at the Hall of Fame, and um, I saw, I looked over and I saw Victor was talking to my wife, and all of a sudden my wife comes over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, okay, she said, well, Victor wants to talk to you. I was like, okay. I go over there and talk to Victor, and Victor puts his arm around me. He said, man, he said, I got to tell you the truth. I was like, what? He said, you got to tell your wife to quit hitting on me. And <laughs> bright red, and <laughs> He goes, I wasn't hitting on you. He goes, oh, we both know you were, and stuff. But yeah, he he's got a great sense of humor. He's a uh, guy, so wow. you'll love being on the show. Oh, absolutely! Because you know, the first question, the first question he asked me, he said, "Do you know about me?" And you know, honestly, I answered. I said, "I don't know much, but I know bit, bits and pieces of what." You know, people have you know told me. Yeah. So, so he he basically gave me a whole you know a whole background of what yeah. he did. And so a lot of people don't know who he is because you know it's got nothing to do with the time era now. It's got to do with the time era then because mm-hmm. you know, during the uh, you know we're talking you know sixty five and sixty seven, sixty eight, sixty nine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all the the uh, people who ran Black Belt Magazine and other martial arts magazines were writing about black fighters. Mm-hmm. They, just, they just weren't. They they were writing about all the white fighters. And, you know, let's be honest, that's not someone with sour grapes. That's the fact. You look mm-hmm. at, you know, only black belt, only uh, black gentlemen you ever saw in Black Belt Magazine back then at that time was Jim Kelly. Exactly. And, and to give you a good example is, like, see, back in the olden days, like, you know, when there were slaves, they couldn't train the uh, martial arts. They had to disguise it with dance, cap, capoeira. Yeah. So. You know, and, you know, Victor was the uh, first African-American uh World champion, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Mm-hmm. You want? Uh, if I remember right, uh, 66, 68, 69, mm-hmm. or uh, something like that. You know, it was. You know, I think it was sixty five, sixty seven, sixty eight, sixty nine. If I remember right, 
But, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't, you know, he's got the title of the man who fought them all. And there's a reason for it, you know. Mm-hmm. How it is, you know. He he had to feel it as documented. You know, he beat Chuck Norris. He beat Mike Stone. He beat all these different people. You well, know, I, he, yes. I, I, was because of him. Him and I, Joe Lewis uh, debuted it on the Merv Griffin show in 1973. Uh huh. Wow. Well, I definitely got to get you know. Grandmaster Vic Moore on the show, and um, I think that would be, you know, I think that would be a spectacular, a spectacular interview in itself, and you know, I mean, because when I was when I was talking with Vic Moore, I realized that you know, um, I could actually do several segments just on Vic Moore, and oh, yeah. you know, that wouldn't do him justice even if I did segments. You know, with all the stuff yeah. I learned. Well, you'd have to have him on the show, you know, a couple, two or three times. You know, the, the man's knowledge and uh, history is just, you know, phenomenal. And a lot of people don't know who he is. And that's mm-hmm. well, kind of irritating and stuff. But, you know, it's <clears throat> everyone needs to know the history of him and you know, like I said earlier, about traditional martial arts. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's there are schools that I've seen, the tournaments I've been to in the past where you'll see a uh, a ten year old with second degree black belt, wow. and I'm like, gotta be joking. And you know, that's that's the problem. The, yeah, because there are some arts. teachers. Not all, but some that, you know, you go to their school and they'll be like, okay, in a couple of weeks, I'll make you a black belt and here you go, you know? Yep, they're called them a dojo. Pay them money and here's your... Cause, well, you know, a, lot, a lot of schools, you know, not that I say it's wrong mm-hmm. that they get belts out the same day of the test, that's fine. But well, for me, how yeah. I do it in my school is like this. They mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. And I have all my black belts judge these people. They don't get their belts that day because I go back when I get back home. I have all them testing forms. I look over all them papers, mm-hmm. and I read what the judges said. And if I don't think they pass or I disagree with that judge, they don't get that belt until until you know that they've done what they're supposed to do right the right way, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, it's, you know, everything's got to be a certain way, and too many people, well, it's just basically just the way today is in general. It's martial arts today, not all of them, but there's a lot of schools out there that will just coddle the person. Mm-hmm. Well, they tried really hard. If they try harder next time, you know, well, you know, it's okay, but we'll give you your belt now. No. You know, it, it's not it's not that, and it's not fair to the kids. It's like there are schools I've seen use uh, boards that are sawed in half. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, you have a 14-year-old boy going for a brown belt, and you got to do a simple roundhouse kick, mm-hmm. and the board is sawed. Mm-hmm. You know, not the student's fault, 
It's the black belt's fault. Because what they're doing, they're giving that kid a sense of accomplishment when they really didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. And and really, it doesn't really help them to apply anything when they're out in the street into into a uh, bad situation. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's giving them a sense. Well, I can do stuff, and they have no idea what they're doing or how to apply it. Because mm-hmm. even even with me, even though even though I trained differently, I still trained hard. I mean, you can see some of the videos on YouTube of, you know, Hunchy Dukes working with me very, very hard. Yeah. You know? I, 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 that's what I'm saying, you know. It's, you know, the stuff you've done and stuff other people have done. You know, everybody's a different martial artist. Some people have fantastic kicks and other people don't. The thing is, it's taking what you know and applying it. Yeah, applying it for yourself, but not having something just handed to you. And there's mm-hmm. too many people out there that are just handing stuff. It's, well, it's like, for example, you know, when I was growing up, they didn't have 10th place trophies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got the pizza party at the end of the season and you tried hard. Good luck. You didn't get a trophy. But now they're giving out, you know, they're giving out trophies for you know, fifth place and sixth place. Yeah, exactly, because back in the old days, if if you didn't place or if you weren't, like, number one, you didn't get a trophy. You yeah. just went home. Well, it's like when I ran my tournament, you know, three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, some people said, well, don't I get a trophy? I'm like, well, what place did you get? Look up fifth? I'm like, nope. I had first, second, and third place. That was it. Mm-hmm. That that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it is at the Olympics. You don't see somebody get an aluminum foil medal because they got seventh place from Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it, always first, third. Exactly. I mean, that's why I believe that martial arts should go back to the old traditional type teaching instead of yes. you know versus today's teaching. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it, and it's like, uh, another good example, too, is like, people. some people online think that, you know, I automatically just woke up one day and, and you know, got to be Hunchy Dukes' student and, and friend. And, and, let me, and let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it, it took me years to get where I'm at today because I had to, I had to research and I had to find my teacher, and, you know, we became good friends, and, I mean, it's just a beautiful friendship, and I just wanted to clear that up, that it just didn't happen overnight. It was just, it was something that I worked for. Right, right. Nothing has been handed to you, and I can testify to that. Nothing's been handed to you. So, you know, nothing's been handed to me, you know, it's, you know, here I am, you know, I've done this since I was like seven. You know, it's it'll be thirty two years I've done this. I'm thirty nine now. You know, that's a lot of time put in. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you just don't you know, that's why you know, like I was saying earlier, these martial artists have come up and they're like twenty seven years old and they're like, Oh, I'm an eighth degree black belt. Okay, whatever. <laughs> 
I, I mean, they can be a black belt, but the main thing is, can they apply it in a real situation? Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, that, that's the thing, you know. It's, um, there's a friend of mine named Jeff Mead. He mm-hmm. was an actor. He's been in, um, he was in Fast Five with uh, The Rock. Uh-huh. And uh, he's been in a lot of TV shows and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that. Oh, I love that show. No, he he uh, he was saying the same thing, you know. If you're not teaching them realistically how it would end up on the street, then you're defeating the purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it's not happening. So, and, and also, I wanted to take um, uh, this special time to give a special shout out to. One of your former students, who is one of my good friends on Facebook, uh, Miriam Edwards. So, oh, Miriam Edwards, yeah. So I wanted to make sure and mention her because, you know, the first thing I did was ask you, you know, was she a good student? And you said absolutely. Yeah. So. so. Yep. She she was a very good student and stuff. Uh, very busy schedule. <laughs> yeah. And stuff. yeah. So, you know, that that happens sometimes, you know, when you're an adult and you got jobs and bills you got to pay, you know, you just don't got the time for it mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mary is extremely good and stuff, uh, you know, kind of timid, you know, because she was a small little woman and stuff. But, yeah, you know, she would slam me down quite often, so she was good. <laughs> oh, oh, I I can imagine, and I sometimes I talk to her quite a bit. She even sent me, she even sent me like a Christmas card uh, through the mail this year. So I was I was you know I was tickled about that as well. So, so but um, uh, for my audience, uh, Master Summers, could you please explain to them the terms of um, you know, Hanshi, Shihan, and Asoki, because I know a lot of my listeners who probably follow my Facebook and Twitter probably, you know, hear these terms or see these terms with some of the people that, you know, right. are my friends, and I thought maybe you could break it down for my audience on what zero, these terms mean. Yeah, there are these titles like Hanshi and Soki, and things of that, them natures, generally mean they're a 10th degree black belt. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I do like a, a, a traditional Taekwondo style, so it's like, you know, you're a grandmaster from 6th degree on up, but once you hit that 10th, it's a Soki. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, other styles are Hanshis and stuff. So basically when you hear them terms, you, you know that person's at the 10th degree black belt. That's That's the... Literally the top of the mountain. You're not going any higher than that unless you're Master Ken, who's an 11th degree black belt. Well, yeah. I, I guess his ranking would be a Maradoti, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Not, you know, whatever he says, you know, it's all bullshit. <laughs> exactly. And I want to say personally, you know, Master Ken, don't be afraid of the Justin Harvey show. Come on down. You're invited, you know, because I know you... I, right. I know you want to come, so. Yep. 
It'll be fun to see him on there and see what happens. <laughs> oh Lord, it's 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 hard to tell what'll happen. So, I mean, because oh, I, I, how much of a maragote? Say so, so what? Say that again. You're going to of a maragote? Oh yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. You got your kill face. Exactly. I'll be I'll be the first. I'll be the first maragote wheelchair student. There you go. You roll of freedom. You can just roll over the person and back up and roll over them. Keep going. Oh, oh yeah, and uh, and when I saw his Halloween um, Halloween uh, episode, I about died. You have to see yeah. that episode. Yeah, I saw the one that was on there that you sent me about the uh, splits. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. That was good. So yeah, having him on the show will be real good and everything. So yeah, he he actually made you know jokes about Van Dam and Steven Seagal and uh, oh yeah, he he even jumped on. Uh, it was a couple nights after uh, Anderson Silva broke his leg. He did a video about how to how to fight with a broken leg. Yeah, I watched that one today. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, it's anything that happens, you know, it, it, the funny part about that show, Enter the Dojo, is it's pretty accurate on some things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other schools coming in and challenging you, I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. I've seen the hot girl come in, they can't fix her uniform, and every guy runs over there to help her. <laughs> I've seen that stuff firsthand. Wow. So it's kind of funny looking at it. You're like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. It's stupid, but it's accurate. He, he needs to do a segment on how to fight in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, oh, he'll. I'm sure he'll come up with something. I'm sure how, you know, he'll come up with something. Just leave it to Master Ken. He'll come up with it. So, well... Like I said, I, I think he will come to the show because you know I've just I've just heard rumors here and there, and you know I've kind of posted on you know Facebook and, right. and whatnot. So so maybe maybe in a couple of weeks I'll be able to you know verify that uh, Master Ken um, will be coming to the show, and it's not bullshit that he's coming to the show that he will <laughs> come to the show. <laughs> so. All the shows are bullshit except Justin Ray Harvey's show. Oh, that would be just awesome. There you go. The uh, and say so you're uh, might be having like Bill Superfoot Wallace on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bill. Bill's a great uh, guy. A uh, lot of fun to talk to. Um, Bill had a. Uh, Bill was the uh, trainer and like bodyguard for John Belushi. Really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll tell you this story here before I get off here. Um, him and John were working out, and uh, you know, this we were in Bloomington and ran, drove past the White Castles, and Bill told me the story. But uh, him and John out, and they got done, and John was like, "Hey, you know, let's, I'm hungry. You know, let's go, let's go to White Castles. Let's go to White Castles." Mm-hmm. Like hey, and uh, Bill said, "All right, let's go to White Castles." And so him and Belushi go to this White Castles, 
and uh, Bill orders a couple burgers and a fry and whatever else. John Belushi orders 30 White Castles. Holy crap. Two fries and like a, a Diet Coke of all things. And Bill, Bill said they sat there and kind of like John Belushi in Animal House, he said, uh, John pulled out each White Castle, folded it in half, and shoved it in at one bite. Holy cow. Yeah, so he just took the White Castle, folded it like a, a taco, and just, boop, one, next one, boop, two. That's how he's eating them. Wow. And I was like, wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we both sat together. Wow, yeah, that's. That's, you know, like I said, the, you, know, you could ask Bill all sorts of stories, man. Bill's, uh, Bill's probably got a billion stories. Oh, and, I can uh, imagine. And I wanted to also get your thoughts on something that, that you know, that I've always wanted to know because um, I was in the process of trying to find him, but unfortunately now I can't. Um, uh, what's your thoughts on David Carradine's death? I don't believe that, you know, he hanged himself. I don't believe that it was a sex act. I believe that somehow he was killed is what I believe. Uh, the David Carradine death, um, wow, I really don't know what to say about that because um, you heard the rumors about, you know, it was some sex game gone wrong in, you know, choking and, uh, you know, bondage and all this weird stuff. And, you know, you know, my thoughts is this, you know, um, Internet and media and newspapers and things of that nature have a tendency to sensationalize stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um you know, it, it's boring if you just say, well, the man just died. Yeah, yeah. It's better to say if you want a juicy story, oh, well, he was found dead with, you know, 14 hookers and a, an eight ball of cocaine and had guns all over the place and, you know, and he was dressed like Britney Spears. You know, it's, you don't know what to trust nowadays, uh, far internet and stuff goes, you know, anyone can get behind the keyboard and, pretty much type anything and slap it up on Facebook or on their own web page or whatever. So you, you really don't know, you know. Um, I know he was, you know, a real good martial artist and things of that nature. As far as his death goes, you know, only only person that will know what actually happened, despite the rumors and, um, you know, very untasteful things that the media have said about him and this and this. Only person, there's only two people that know for sure what happened, and that's David and God. Exactly. I mean, that's just that's just how it is, you know. I mean, but you know, just you know, it's like anybody or any celebrity, you know. Like like I said about like today's society, you know, they live. To, tear, to build people up and tear them down. There's nothing more fun for our society than watching somebody on top of the mountain and then you knock them right off. Uh, oh, oh, exactly. And, and like you said, they people can type stuff that aren't true because, you know, um, uh, I believe it was last year, I got a text 
Master Summers on a radio show, and to this day, they still say that I'm not a disabled individual, that I'm not in a wheelchair, that I'm a troll, and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, it's just the thing that, you know, I went through the same thing also, you know, um, you know, oh, this guy, you know, he doesn't have a, a degree from the University of Asian Martial Arts. There's no way he's been inducted, that fat ass. Uh, you know, there's no way he's done this. There's no way he was on the U.S. Martial Arts Team Alliance and uh, all all these different things. And, oh, he didn't win world championships and, you know, and all this other stuff. And then these people come into my school and there's everything on the wall. Wow. And that, that that's the thing, you know, it's like, you know... People judge and look at stuff and this and this, and they make their own inquiries about it without actually walking into the place or checking the person out or whatever. They just jump on the keyboard and say, well, this is what it is, and this is how it is, and I know for fact. Well, they don't know for fact. You know, they don't know you. They don't know me. But they sure as hell like to talk about us. Exactly, because when they come in and, and said, uh, you know, I'm not in a wheelchair, and I was like, why in the hell didn't anybody, you know, notify me of this? You know, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. You just, you know, stuff like that. You have a friend of mine that was in a wheelchair that I trained years ago, you know. You, you know, comments like that, you know, just like I'm saying, you're right. I'm not in a wheelchair. I'm a transformer that broke halfway through. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'll also park car, you know. <laughs> just, just shut up, you idiot. Yeah, people like that, you just you just got to ignore and stuff, you know. But, you know, only person will know actually what happened is David. And, you know, seeing like these, like, uh, all morgue photos of Carradine that they say and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, man, you know, Photoshopping and all this other stuff, no one knows for sure. And, oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't know. Exactly, and I, I got something funny to tell you. Last year, somebody actually had the gall to come on my Facebook page and say that uh, me and um, Grandmaster Dukes' photo was photoshopped, that I didn't know Master Frank Dukes. Well, I guess it was photoshopped. You were eating dinner at his house, too, on video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly so. You know, unless I'm that talented to make up a fake video and put it together, put it together, just yeah. But you know, the thing is, you know, my wife has had to tell me to ignore these people and stuff because, you know, she's not getting attacked like you are, or I am, or other people that have a jealousy streak or whatever their problem is, you know, you just, you know, stuff like that, you just got to let it roll off your shoulders and, you know, not pay them any attention because they're, you know, they're wanting you to get ruffled up. They're wanting you to get, you know, ticked off and stuff like that. So it's just, you know, it's like, you know, the school that the school that I have, you know, is the same situation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're terrible and they're this and they're this and then, the funny part is the people that are saying this don't have their school anymore. They're out of business. Yeah. And, and, guess, and guess you're still here and still going strong? Me. 
and me with my radio show and and with what I'm doing and uh, and I've been working on a blood sport project and I've right, been good. doing well. So that's good to hear. So, um, All right, I, want, I wanted I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on something really really quick here. Um, have you ever met uh, Grandmaster Cynthia Rocks Rock? Rock Rock. Yes. Boy, uh, I, I've talked to her a couple times on the phone, and uh, extremely sweet lady, uh, very cool to talk to. Uh, but past that, as uh, far as face-to-face meeting, no, I haven't had the chance to uh, meet her. Uh, okay, cool, because uh, I'm still, you know, I'm sure she will, but I'm still waiting for her to uh, to contact me because I really would love to have her on the show. So, right. Yeah. But um, before I let you go, uh, Master Summers, give the audience um, some of your closing statements, and I will let you go. Oh, closing statements! Wow. Um. Well, basically, I would just say uh, check out Victor Moore on Facebook and the uh, Traditional World Karate Association. Uh, links and stuff that he has on his site and everything. Um, it's, you know, if you're wanting to, it doesn't matter what style you are. It's not just karate. It's all styles, all systems, but, you know, trying to take everything back to, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. the core, where, you know, you have the, the, the stances, you have the blocks, and the mm-hmm. basic that every martial artist should know, you know, um, too many people are getting away from that, and, you know, it's like Victor Moore, and I was talking to him the other day about it, you know, kids walking in with brown belts, they have no idea what a back stance is, idea what an outside block is, or a low block, mm-hmm. or it's been explained, you know, how the, uh, the forms or the katas work, they're just going through the motions, but they're not being told how it needs to be done and what it's for and how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, so everyone needs to, you know, if you're listening to this broadcast, yeah, definitely check out Victor Moore and the uh, Traditional World Karate Association. Absolutely, and check out Ameridote as well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but we'll go ahead and let you go, Master Summers. Thank you for being on the show, and... um you know, um, if you have any new seminars that you want to promote or anything, you know, please, you know, write me and call me and you can come back on the show. So. Oh, problem. I appreciate you having me on, sir. Oh, absolutely. All righty. I will talk to you later then. <clears throat> Take care, my friend. Bye. Bye. Bye.